So, welcome to episode 13 of season 3. If you just joined, this is Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram, and I'm joined by the ever so lovely Robin and a Tired Witch on Instagram. <laughs> For those who <laughs> YouTube people might, like, are we putting the videos on YouTube? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, we should, so maybe okay. people on YouTube will see it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone now knows we are on video on youtube yeah, yeah. i uh, i'm still one season behind in catching up with getting them on there but they're going up uh as and when so hopefully actually by the time this comes out i should have them up the rest of them in about a week so the people listening to this might be about a week late but that's pretty exciting mm-hmm. yeah it's a darn process to get through them, but I'm, it getting, them, I'm getting them done. <laughs> and those do not have video. They're just audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, like, well, the This is a transition. Does. This is a transition. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just realized before we get into the lunar phase that's coming up that I should make mention, I've already told Maria, that I may have given myself anaphylactic shock. (laughs) Um, And so uh, if I kind of choke on my words or whatever, my throat is swollen, please bear with me. Uh, That being said... (laughs) One minute, one minute. Do you want to tell them the amazing and delicious thing that you are... Oh Maybe, yeah, guys, guess what? To. Guess what, guys? Turns out <laughs> allergic to cinnamon in high doses. Uh quantities, I guess is a better term. Uh and it took me literally a week of my throat collapsing to figure it out. So yeehaw! Uh would I say that it's the smartest thing that I've ever done? No, I would not. Would I say that I'm still very beautiful, sexy, and wonderful? Yes, I would. So it's fine. <laughs> And you look so glowy and so supple Thanks. from the, yeah, you know, from the cinnamon swollenness. The, it's because of all the allergies. <laughs> so, oh, no. that being said, um, when, the day, when the day this comes out, the nearest moon will be the new moon in Leo on July 28th. I personally love leo moons whether it's new moon or full moon Mm -hmm. yes they're a bit fiery yes they're a bit impulsive but they're also a really really good time to do love magic in my personal opinion there's so much confidence that comes with leos in general that if you are going to do any kind of spell work that is confidence boosting ergo also drawing in new love new moon all that i think it's the perfect time to do love magic that's my personal opinion uh, <laughs> i also think it is a really good time to do magic that deals with things like confidence so perhaps you are somebody who's gonna have to give a speech or be put in a situation that is really out of your comfort zone or you're gonna go and chop off all your hair give yourself a mullet and yeehaw it forward Uh, this would be the time to do that sort of stuff uh just really brings in the fieriness now that being said it is also a very impulsive new moon so make sure 
that whatever kind of spell work that you are doing is driven by desire and not by well, long term, bigger picture desire, I guess I should say, and not um, impulsive, last minute split decisions, <laughs> not because making impulsive decisions is necessarily bad, but you will know yourself better than anybody else on whether or not you can actually handle the consequences of impulsive decisions. I know I can, but I also know that Maria cannot. So we are all mm. just in this umbrella of <laughs> look, you might be I somebody like... who can do it and you might not. <laughs> I am a planner. <laughs> I have to have a plan in place. I can't it's be true. spontaneous. You guys I should can't. see our spreadsheets for the for the podcast. It's, <laughs> it's well, crazy. It makes <laughs> my ADD brain so happy. So happy. <laughs> no, I, I'm just teasing because I also really like having spreadsheets but I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time <laughs> I know. but no I completely agree with you I think um I personally like to use the um Leo moon as like doing like glamour magic and like power magic um you know like stepping into that lion energy and that emperor energy I know the emperor is usually you know Aries but still like having that power and authoritative presence to get things done for like the lunar cycle ahead. So yeah, I might. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Cause <laughs> what, what is the 28th on? That's on a Friday, right? Uh, no, ma'am. Today is the 24th. Uh, <laughs> so that's Thursday. Yeah. Thursday yeah. is a great day for like power magic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm really glad that both of us have looked at a calendar in while recording this to know when anything is going on. Look, since the pandemic, I'm like, time? Does it exist? I don't know. Listen, I work from home. Time has never existed, okay? <laughs> time is an illusion. It was much easier when Scarlet was going to work. <laughs> I was like, I know what really, day it is. At the end of the day, this is Scarlett's fault, and I'm really glad that we're able to just openly discuss that. It's all. If you're fault. listening, Scarlett, it's fault. your fault. <laughs> So, as always, <laughs> if you just are listening to us every podcast, we talk about a tarot card. We go over the meaning and then our own interpretations. And it's just because hearing other people's opinions helps beginners form their own, or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. So this week, we're going to talk about the Six of Wands. Yes. On the Rider Waite Smith version of this card, you will see what looks like a scene of like someone being celebrated. The figure is on a horse wearing a crown of laurel. And their staff is also decorated with like a similar crown, both of which representing success. The figure and the horse are both like dressed up in a celebratory way. And they aren't celebrating alone, though. Like these figures, uh, the figures around them are like they're all holding up their own wands. And it seems to be it gives the impression to me like a parade of sorts. Like this person is obviously, you know, being celebrated. But the universal keywords to this card are success, honor, recognition, and a moment of glory. So when this card comes up for readings for me, it shows like reaching a milestone on our life path and that we have something worth celebrating. We have achieved a level of success that, and it like, 
it isn't just being seen by us, but by others. And the success will actually give us more opportunities to further success. And people may even want to, I don't want to say necessarily like piggyback off that success, but use it in a way that will benefit them as well. Like, let's say, you know, someone's like, oh, I see you take amazing photos. Will you take amazing photos for my company? Like that sort of thing. But, Mm -hmm. and you know, I say enjoy the success, definitely, and celebrate yourself. But life does tend to ebb and flow. It is important, I think, in this context to bring up the next card after this, which is the seven of wands. You know, those new opportunities and the thrill of success are amazing. But keeping up with that can lead to burnout and even feeling overwhelmed, especially if you're like pushing yourself to do too much with these new amazing opportunities, or just more and more opportunities keep getting thrust at you, which is amazing. But it can get overwhelming and um it can also possibly lead to others wanting to take away that success out of like jealousy so don't get too comfortable gloaty or even like overwhelm yourself by trying to push the envelope to try to get more success you know Mm. take things slow and remember to try to like stay humble what can lift you up today can bring you down tomorrow okay yeah how about you Well, for me, I would say that we are definitely aligned very much so on this card. Um, But mostly I would say with the second half of what you said, Mm -hmm. I think, like we said, this is a great success card. It tells us that you are on the road to victory, like all that, right? Mm -hmm. But you haven't actually crossed the finish line yet. And Mm -hmm. so while you are set to win, you still have full autonomy in your life and in your path and that you can do just crazy stuff and and fuck it up to be perfectly Mm -hmm. frank and so i think like you said not to get too comfortable is such a good thing i think it's it's a great card to see it tells us that we're on this great direction but it reminds us to remain humble until we do cross that finish line um And so, yeah, I I really like this card. I think it's so positive, but it is a good reminder. Like, you're doing great, but don't fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And as, like, I definitely agree with what you said about, you know, it's not the finish line. Like, even the wands in general, like, the 10 is not a finished card. Like, it's the continuation of growth and how you're going to have to keep pushing yourself for more growth in the future. Um, It's just one of those things that doesn't have a conclusion. So, yeah, Yeah, I definitely agree. Yep. Last episode, we asked you guys if you would join us in sending us questions for this episode. <laughs> basically, we'd done this about a year and a half before, where we basically did an exchange of if you were liking the podcast, to leave us a review and leave a question within that review, or because now Spotify does reviews as well, uh, take a screenshot of the review left and then message us your question. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we did that and we got a handful of questions. So Maria... Would you like to read us the first one? Yes. So, okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you start, 
Okay. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I do want to say, and I know Maria wants to say too, thank you for everybody who did leave us. Oh, yeah, some like a bunch of you left like really kind. Yes. And like, I can definitely see reviews. too that some of you guys just left reviews and didn't ask questions. And uh, that was thank so you. Sweet. It was like, so sweet. Nice. <laughs> it was so sweet. Um yeah. It just thank you very much. And we'll definitely do this again in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh sorry, I didn't want to start without acknowledging that. <laughs> No, I think that was very smart. Please <laughs> cut me off. <laughs> that was a good Before reason. I get too. a shitty comment about how I cut you off all the time. Yeah, um, all you wanted sorry. was reviews, Robin. Jeez. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Now that being said, what is our first question? <laughs> My question is: How do you have the motivation to do deity work every day? I have the materials for it and I've been doing research, but I feel a lack of motivation to connect with them. Um, did you want to go okay. first or? Uh, yeah, I can go first. Uh, now, okay. uh, as I know we've talked about this before in the past, I do not work with like uh, Greco-Roman or even Nordic uh, deities. It's not part of a pantheon that I work in. I actually work with spirits and saints. Um mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different, uh, I think, for me. But in terms of deity work, I guess my question can start with a question back to the audience, which is when you hear things like deity work, what does that mean to you? Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's very much so about building a relationship, having a dedication, etc. And some days that might be really big and, you know, long. That might be meditating with spirit or doing devotional type rituals or, you know, I don't know, uh, doing things like my offerings might be very grand and long, but Mm -hmm. most days it's very simple. Uh, For me, what my morning ritual looks like in terms of the relationship that I have built is doing things like leaving a cup of coffee, lighting incense, saying good morning, checking on the flowers that I have on the altar, you know, do those need replacing, uh, possibly giving my statues a kiss, because I do kiss my statues. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Little things like that. So for me, Things like deity work, although I know it's not actually deities for me, it's saints mm-hmm. and spirit. It is still very kind of simple on the day to day. And so I guess, like I said, my question for the audience, and of course, you're not going to have the answer to this, Maria, um, is what does that look like to you? Or what yeah. do you feel it should look like? Because yeah. I have a feeling based off of this question that you have a... Um, personal idea that perhaps it needs to be this big like 45 minute one hour long type mm-hmm. thing every single day and quite frankly most days it might be a minute or two mm-hmm. yeah what about you uh, so first like i have a couple of things but first if you aren't connecting with deities and you feel like you have to do it just because you're a witch you don't have to do it if you're not connecting with deities you do not have to work with deities you could do like robin who works with spirits and <clears throat> saints and stuff like that like feeling like you have to connect like with what everyone else in the community is connecting with and it doesn't resonate with you like you're just going to keep like hitting that brick wall where you're not, like don't have the motivation to do it um but 
if you still like, no, I'm really, I am, I do want to connect with them and stuff like that. I definitely agree with Robin by doing something small. Like I, like I know, I think like, you know, other religions like put on this air of like, you know, you have to give your wages and stuff to deity. You have to, you know, give a load of time to deity and stuff like that. But I really, I think it's different for every single person. Mm-hmm. And like every morning, like I light a candle for Hecate and then I light another candle for Persephone. And I like say a little thing to them personally, like thanking mm-hmm. them for everything mm-hmm. that they do. Or if I need help with something, like it's just like a morning, quick morning prayer. Like, and then how also, like you said, like I have all the materials for it. I think you really don't need that many materials. If you feel like you have to do like all these steps in order to mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of shops like, Oh, well I have to get this candle. I have to get this like particular incense and stuff like that. I would, I literally buy like seven day candles from like up, up the road. And like, I mark it with a Sharpie. That's, you know, yeah. What Amazon, I do. baby. Seven yeah. day candles. Let's go. <laughs> and like on like special days, like even like my birthday or um, a holiday, I'll leave out something extra special that like I've made. But yeah. feeling like you have to go above and beyond. Of course, you're going to have like that lack of motivation to, you know, I think that's like, you know, doing the bigger rituals, like doing it, like thinking you have to do any big ritual every single day within your practice would be so overwhelming and lead mm-hmm. to burnout. And we see that a lot. So absolutely. And I will say too, um, not that I think that the person asking this question um, is necessarily experiencing this, but I will say mm-hmm. that I have noticed, especially with places like TikTok, um, sometimes on Instagram, but just we'll say social media in general, I have picked up kind of this um, experience where people are selling you something. So they are selling you like deity readings or deity products and all these are valid things the deity products the deity readings all like i'm not trying to knock what they're doing mm-hmm. but it does sometimes create this kind of air i've noticed of consumers then thinking they need to be doing these 45 minute hour long rituals every single day or similar and I, I just, I would kind of encourage you to take those products for what they are. It's a consumer good. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're going to want you to do an hour long <laughs> ritual every single day because then you'll buy more of their products. And mm-hmm. I mean, I respect the hustle. Definitely nothing I'm trying to knock on them in yeah, any capacity. If someone has a time for that, go Absolutely. But That's amazing. Keep, keep it... Um, realistic and remember that the internet is very easy to make it look like you do these massive things every single day <laughs> that you start yeah. doing. and there's nothing wrong with that i'm like again i'm not trying to shit talk anybody but keep it yeah. real yeah and spirit and deity like they recognize like your troubles like the time and effort you put in and stuff like that they know like knowing that you know that you know that you're busy that you're going through things you know just be kind to yourself yeah. as always seriously i know we mm-hmm. say that a lot but it's true take it easy friend <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, I'll read the next question. Okie dokie. It says, I'm honestly curious about how open and accepting the community is to male witches. I started practicing in my 20s, took a detour, and came back to it. And I'm always drawn to witchcraft. It just seems so female-centered. Which which I get, but it just makes me feel a little alienated. Do you want to start this one? Sure. Um, I think, I don't know. I think our community has grown a lot with accepting mm-hmm. male witches. I do feel like, I don't know, there is a divide also. Like sometimes male witches like stick to themselves and the female witches stick to themselves and like books are centered, you know, either or, and then, you know, it also mm-hmm. leaves out the non-binary community and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as well as the trans community. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And I just, I do think we're getting better where we're starting to mingle more and like become more well-rounded as, Mm -hmm. you know, witches and as a community, obviously every community has its problems, you know, and the witchcraft community is not immune to that at all. (laughs) But, um, I mean, I feel like our community is really like accepting to male witches, you know, as long as accepting boundaries, obviously, even as, you know, someone who identifies as, you know, female um, Mm -hmm. has to respect boundaries as well. Um, You know, there's always a problem with like books, especially older books where they were very female centric and stuff like that. But we were also coming off of, you know, the women's empowerment movement in like the 70s when those books were coming out and stuff. Um, And the male dominated space took like, you know, in like the early 1900s, it was a very male dominated space, like male witches and um, occultists and stuff like that. Um, But I I would agree and disagree with you. I would say that the witchcraft community is totally open to mm-hmm. people of all genders and genders in between. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm not saying that you weren't saying that. So just yeah. to clarify. <laughs> um, I would say simultaneously that most big books have been written by men. Male witches. Mm-hmm. That we is Buckley, true. We have Cunningham. Yeah. We have Penzac. We have Aron. We have Gardner. We have Crowley. Like the biggest names in witchcraft and occultism are all men. Mm-hmm. And while I know that some new agey, love and lighty versions of witchcraft, um, which have their own problems, and I'm not going to get into that, mm-hmm. uh, they perhaps get a little quote womb centric. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so fucking problematic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so fucking problematic. Uh, but I would say that that is not a reflection of the greater witchcraft community. Uh, some of some of the the most powerful witches I know and spiritualists I know are mm-hmm. all men. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not to say, of course, that women are less powerful or anything like that before somebody takes a sound bit and tries to run with it. No, um, we're all powerful in like our exactly. own ways. Yeah. But, you know, I, I really think if you look at the best-selling witchcraft books of all time, like mm-hmm. a, a woman's name doesn't come up to like six or seven um, on mm-hmm. the list. And that doesn't mean that women are excluded from witchcraft or anything. I, I just think that there's certain kind of subsects that 
I don't think align with witchcraft per se. I think uh, are paralleled to witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? They're, they're like twins, if you will, where they both look very similar on the outside, but they're very different on the inside. And Mm -hmm. I think that that kind of new age e spiritualism, it's not my thing. I'm not saying it's not valid. It's just not my thing. I think that you often find these female centered spaces really heavily in there and i i don't feel in my experience that males there's are are excluded in actual witchcraft or my definition of actual witchcraft Mm -hmm. um and i feel like in most cases it's uh very balanced Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah that's my my experience (laughs) yeah there's always going to be people like we have turfs in our community we have races in our community you know we have racists we have turfs we have bigots we have just (laughs) misogynists and like uh conspiracy theorists we've got (laughs) issues within our community just like any community has issues um and definitely people being misandrist is Mm -hmm. Not an exclusion from that, right? That of mm-hmm. course that exists, uh, but I wouldn't say that it speaks for the greater community as a whole. And it makes me sad to hear that that is an experience that you have felt because it's not mm-hmm. something that I've seen. And so, mm-hmm. but I'm also not a man, so I'm not living that experience. So that yeah. bums me out to hear that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of the local covens around here that accept like. Um, yeah, you know, people just come in. I know, like at least half of their members are like at least um, male identifying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and every that's been yeah. about my experience too. Any kind of pagan festival I've been mm-hmm. to, witchcraft festival, it's any been kind really of well group ritual, it's been pretty well mixed. And mm-hmm. so, um, the that stinks to hear that they're going through that. And I hope that you can find, you know, your community, um, at least even if nearby. Yeah. Especially books. Books especially. Yeah. 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 Um, There's a lot of great books that have come out that are very like well-rounded and open about that stuff. And obviously it'll take some digging and stuff like that. And we don't know what your path looks like, or we'd be able to recommend, but (laughs) but definitely keep an eye out. There's amazing books coming out like almost every single day. So yeah. And that have come out that are incredible too. So Mm -hmm. I say, just keep looking. And I would also say to, to take in a note that social media perhaps gives the impression that it is very female centered. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say on social media, it is dominated by women or at least women identifying. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is not a reflection of real life, just like any social media experience. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I just take that into consideration. Yeah. Community is out there. Yes. <laughs> is out there. <laughs> Usually a lot healthier than it is on the internet. <laughs> a lot healthier. 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay. You ready for next question? Yes, I am. Okay. Hi. You have a great podcast. Love listening in. Well, thank you. <laughs> what are yeah. your thoughts on sigils? Do you both use them? think they are effective also what method do you use to create them thank you uh, do you, do you want me to go first 
Yeah, we'll just go back so, and forth. Who asked yeah, the question? I, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I use sigils all the time. Um, I mm-hmm. primarily use sigils when I am doing any kind of candle work. That's just my preferred. I also like doing um, like stitching sigils into clothing or, or on oh, a fabric that I, that I patch. I, I hurt. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So someone in our Discord was like, uh, they use iron on patches. Like they draw the sigil <gasps> and then iron it on. Isn't that so wild? That's I never thought of that. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay, That's, I'm sorry wow. for cutting off. I missed that. That's fucking genius. <laughs> ADD brain, well, it would have been gone. Them so. <laughs> I embroidered them in. Or I have done. Maybe I'm so ironing them in. But I will stitch them into clothing. Um, the freaking iron on. That's so genius. Um, especially if you, you have like, Procreate or something like that where you can draw it and then print. Oh, that's genius. Oh. Absolutely genius. I don't know who said that in the Discord. I'm going to need you to show me and I'm going to kiss them on the mouth consensually. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, but I do, because you do things like putting it into clothing, right? That's kind of not rare. I wouldn't say rare, but like how often, like you don't need to retop up your stitching. So, like, Mm -hmm. how often are you buying like a winter coat, right? Like, Mm -hmm. not that often. But I, so I primarily do it in the candles. I either draw them on the outside of seven days or carve them into other candles. Um, and I actually did an article on the Patreon about how to use sigils. Um, I use the method of writing out my intention, getting rid of overlapping letters, etc., and then taking those remainders to create something. Mm-hmm. What about you? Okay, creating wise, I do the same thing as you. Um, yeah, I just think it's the I, best. <laughs> yeah, I love sigils. Like I use them all the time. I l- literally, I have a notebook that I keep in my purse at all times with a sharpie, and it's just on the go. Like if I need a quick spell, that's what I do mm-hmm. while on the go, or I do a word of power. Um, and I also <laughs> use a sharpie. And like, let's say my wife has a roller derby game, I will literally go on her and draw a sigil. It with a sharpie love that <laughs> and be like love protection that. you will not end up in the Come hospital here, this time let me mock you <laughs> but i love sigils i like to make my like i love how people have like very personal ways of making them because mm-hmm. i like some people like they're all like like angular and like yeah symmetrical but mine yeah. like it's all curvy and like i try I'm to more angular a thousand yeah. percent <laughs> i'm like does this look pretty is it like is it pleasing to my eye well then i like it and i <laughs> See, dig it and i'm gonna I like use it i like the angles <laughs> um Um, but yeah i find they're very effective absolutely Um, yeah yeah always like before like i do a sigil let's say that i'm out of the house i do um i think i've mentioned before that i envision like casting a circle or Mm -hmm. like you know getting in the right headspace for the spell like i'll go to the bathroom or something if like it's a super loud place and like do it real quick um and just like gathering up the necessary energy to power up the sigil. Though I know people just like, they'll just be on the go and then write out a sigil and they are good. But mm-hmm. I like the whole, you know, five seconds, like chilling out and like putting my energy and intention into something. But, yes. Yeah. Um, I also like, I know that there's like the chaos magic 
mm-hmm. way of doing it where you use the magic squares to do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they're so complicated. Listen, <laughs> I just, I don't know if it's like my brain just doesn't work that way, but like I've used the generator. There is a generator for it, a sigil generator um, that you can use. Uh-huh. And I, I, I do like how they look because they're so angular but my uh-huh. brain literally i don't know if it's like made of worms or what but i cannot do the magic squares no i can't do mm-mm. it my brain does not function like that love how they look think it's so cool think that they're probably so effective because it's like gatekept gate kept by the fact that my brain does not work that way <laughs> um love them though i think they're so nice yeah i definitely agree <laughs> my brain just nope does not function like that that's i would like, love for them too that's also like the witchcraft that involves like a ton of numbers and i'm like i'm just not a number person like, yeah no, no yeah no but go like anyone who could do it like congratulations oh, yeah hell yeah anybody who could do that <laughs> hell yeah I want to get on your level anyways (laughs) but I do think that they're super effective I think that you put a lot of intention in them I think Mm -hmm. especially when like the method Maria and I are describing where you're like considering like how does it look does this give off the energy visually that I'm trying to put out as well as like you know the actual intention put in etc I find them incredibly effective um and I love but them. I use them all the time. Yeah, it's like doing this, you know, the more personal the spell, the more mm-hmm. like powerful it is. And I feel like that's it because it's putting your personal thing. Like if you're just following something out of a book, I feel you kind of lose that personal thing occasionally. Yeah, I totally um, agree. So it kind of takes that worry out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I agree. All right. Our last question. No, it's not oh, our last so- question. Just kidding. Second to last question. JK. <laughs> I'm just testing you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What are some of your suggestions for getting out of a spiritual rut? I am new to the craft, but I was developing a pretty solid daily practice the last couple of years. But things sort of fell apart after my dad died. Really sorry to hear that last Mm -hmm. year. And I found it difficult to get back on track. Any tips? What is during our call? Oh, oh. just just, just (laughs) That last part, the last part that I just said, no, I didn't. Um, no, I didn't. You heard something else. You're wrong. Your ears are broken. Anyway, that was my (laughs) fault. Uh, I'm the one that copy and pasted the questions. Wow, 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 wow! wow. I did such a great job. Like gold star. (laughs) (laughs) So, what are your suggestions for getting out of a spiritual rut, Madame? I think that's part of the thing about people being like way too hard on themselves. Like we're all going to have like bad months, bad half years, bad years. And it's just, you're always going to be like, as long as you're still drawn to, you know, being a witch and drawn to wanting to practice in my mind, you are still a witch. And if you're wanting to get back into it, that's amazing. Like, you know, start, yeah. I recommend starting off small. And if you're still like struggling because, you know, going through what you went through is like, That's awful. it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to come back out of. And I think involving your practice and like acts of self-care, like doing ritual baths, um, pulling like a tarot card for yourself. And like, mm-hmm. I'm remembering that I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this to take care of myself. Um, 
but that's how I personally do it. Like just start simple. Like you don't have to make it too complicated. And, you know, sometimes a daily, I think also being like, I have to practice daily. Like if someone like goes in with that mindset burnout and like also feeling guilty when that one day doesn't happen, you know, it's like you'd forget to journal that one day. So you're like, well, I'm not writing in this journal again. <laughs> right, right. But it doesn't I mean, have I to have be that way. That. I have done that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's because I just love buying journals. Um. <laughs> Same. But I think we develop these like fake rules, like where we give, you know, into these perfectionist standards, thanks to society and yeah. stuff. But yeah. I would say start your spiritual journey over again um not to say you need to start from square one on what is mm-hmm. correspondence like how do we do this i don't mean that i mean when you first started well how did you get started in the first place um mm-hmm. what did that look like i think a lot of us find ourselves in a position where we know how we ended right mm-hmm. and then we think we have to catch back up right to that when in reality mm-hmm. that's not real life and that's no way to get back into a routine think of it like if you were jogging every single every day and so you had an injury let's say you broke your back you can't jog for six months right mm-hmm. you can't just be expecting to get up and run a 10k after not <laughs> running for six months because you Mm -hmm. had a serious injury right Mm -hmm. so instead maybe you jog for a minute and walk for three and then you jog for a minute and a half and you walk for three and you do that for 30 minutes and then maybe the next time you can do that minute and a half and then two minutes of walking then minute and a half two minutes of walking you got to treat it the same way don't be so hard on yourself that you can't be at the same spot you're at when you have this life crisis happen to Mm -hmm. you and give yourself some grace and some baby steps to start Mm -hmm. back in yeah and i like i loved your metaphor like that was perfect like my wife went through a major surgery and she's like a roller derby addict and so not doing yeah not doing derby for six months was devastating for her um and she was worried that when she would go back into it that she would struggle and she did struggle Mm -hmm. you know for like a while but muscle memory and stuff like that but she went in knowing why she remembering why she loved it in the first place so i think you know going in remembering oh well i love this i love what it brought into my life and also doing like things that you actually are like researching stuff that you're actually excited to research you know not Mm -hmm. feeling like you have to as you said jump back to where you were because what if you're researching something that doesn't like by you know connect with you anymore well and i would also say too that while i'm a firm believer that all practitioners of magic should read for five minutes a day mm-hmm. even it, when i say read i mean that in a grander term watching a seminar listening to a podcast you should be doing something to expand your thought right i mm-hmm. use read read as a catch-all term because i know that not everybody has the ability to read every day for a variety of reasons Mm -hmm. but i just mean you should be hearing outside opinions research etc for five minutes a day which is not a lot Mm -hmm. but maybe instead of researching 
part of the thing that can kind of get your fire going is doing things like watching other people do ritual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know there's lots of videos on YouTube out there of come clean my altar with me. Come, you know, do a tarot reading with me. Come meditate with me, like whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's your five minutes a day for a month. Yeah, getting inspiration from other people. Yeah, because sometimes research, that's, I think, a big catch-all that we have in our community is that research is amazing, but it never replaces lived lived experiences. Mm -hmm. And if all you do is read in the books, but you don't actually go out and do anything, Mm -hmm. are you really practicing witchcraft or are you studying witchcraft? Um, Mm -hmm. And you should read. Like I said, I do believe (laughs) you should be doing something study-wise, but perhaps part of you getting back into it is sitting with other people doing stuff and mm-hmm. it's the lived experience right mm-hmm. yeah i definitely <laughs> agree i think and then maybe seeing if a friend wants to like you know join with you so you you don't exactly have to you know join a coven or anything like that but just have right. someone to talk with like mm-hmm. i don't know i like after talking to robin like robin's all like put this stuff in like a hornet trap and i'm like that's a great idea i'm going to do that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah start small yeah all right what's our last question yeah okay so robin how did we start coffee and cauldrons? You guys, this is actually a crazy story. Maria is obsessed with me. It's actually Shut really up. sad. It's actually really sad and pathetic. Like, I was just out here living my best life, vibing, and I was just minding my own business. And Maria was like, start a podcast with me. And I was like, I don't know you. And she held a loaded gun to my head. It was crazy. And here we are, three years later. <laughs> If she loves tell, me now none of that is true <laughs> <laughs> she loves me now like it's fine i it's am fine. Held, i'm being held hostage <laughs> please send help <laughs> uh no maria and i started posting on social media around the same time actually mm-hmm. within like two weeks of each other right yeah 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 um and <laughs> because we were both kind of new to not witchcraft but the online community yeah um we just kind of crept up in her dms and I, my was, DMs. I was like that picture is so cute you're wonderful and i was like, <laughs> like that is so true thank you you're also very cute thank you it's like be my friend i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean yeah but <laughs> early on i had really wanted to start um a community blog I was going to mm-hmm. do an, I remember I was going to do a oh, community, you're gonna do community. Yeah. 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 This is like when I first started posting on social media and I had a kind of an ignorance to social media. Like I thought we were all going to just be witchy friends and everything was going to be rainbows and sunshine. And I, cause while I'd been in witchcraft communities kind of as a watcher for like 10 years, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I hadn't been a really active participant, um, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say about you too, right? Yeah, no. Um, like, I was very solitary in a way from um, the community. I, I mean, I, I I consumed witchcraft content online oh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. since Same. I was a teenager. Yeah. But I didn't actually, like, 
post witchcraft content or like even like get really too involved in forums even though i like would read them and so (laughs) i had this like total ignorance that i could make this like community magazine and there are community magazines out there and i think that we could have still done it but Mm -hmm. when i started to try to organize that and make that happen i quickly found out like that trying to organize a whole bunch of people at once was like too much for me to handle it was too Uh, much for anybody to handle yeah i think that's why a lot of the witchy magazines now they just do subscription like people who like put in like submissions not subscriptions yeah 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 yeah. um because it's just too much it was too much to handle um and then maria and i i think i was like i was like i really i was thinking about starting a patreon because I right. was like, everyone keeps asking me these questions over and over again. And yes. that's well, that is how it started. We started a Patreon first. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, we were like, let's just do it together. Because we were both thinking yeah. about doing it at the same time. And we we're like, yeah. let's just do it. Let's go in it together. And then, <laughs> then COVID happened. So then the lockdowns happened where nobody could leave the house. And so when we'd had our Patreon at that point for like eight months when covid well, the, hit we, no we had the we had the pod before covid no girlfriend we started Didn't the podcast we? in march of 2020 did we yeah it was like march wow. or april yeah <laughs> oh i didn't know that <laughs> yeah and, i mean your wife was home from work i was home as well because remember my my initial move stuff got canceled because of COVID, really and so we were both just home, and I was and and I was listening to a bunch of podcasts, and Maria was listening to a bunch of podcasts, and I was like, "What if we added a podcast to the Patreon?" And Maria was like, "Sure, why not?" And here we are. No, 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 no. you're being too nice to me. First, I was like, "Oh my gosh," because when we first started the podcast, I was dealing like with such a bad like brain fatigue and stuff like that. Oh, I was like, yeah, I don't true. know, just because of. Like I'm being ner- I'm neurodivergent and I have a chronic illness and I was just like I don't know like <laughs> yeah. but I'm glad we did it and we kept I'm glad we did too I love doing yeah. our podcast but we really it we had the Patreon first for like eight months before mm-hmm. we started the podcast and I think it's safe to say we started the podcast mostly out of boredom um, <laughs> we just thought it would be fun to add that as an extra layer. And then turns out we really like podcasting. So here mm-hmm. we are. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> and also I'm being held hostage. Please send help. <laughs> don't. No. She's just. Don't, no, don't help her. No. <laughs> no. Don't, don't let her. her lie. Don't let her don't lie. She loves me. Her, she loves me. It's I mean, true. it's not it's Stockholm true. Syndrome at all. It is it's Stockholm fine. Syndrome. It's fine. And it's fine. <laughs> She can leave at any time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But yeah, Maria and I have been friends for like five and a half years. Stop it. I know. That's crazy. That's crazy. Six years. No, six years. Has it? I thought I meant 20. I thought it was 29. So that's five, right? 2019 is when we started the Patreon but we had known each other for a year and a half before that. Oh. So <laughs> two years before that. Listen, gang, I don't know math? how to do math. Math? It's been like five or six years, something like that. We've been friends. Yeah. Um, 
Wow, I am like, everyone's now going to know I'm not good at math. <laughs> As if the blue hair wasn't a giveaway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's okay. We won't do math together. <laughs> I'm very pretty, so it's fine. Um, yeah, you I are. I don't need to be good at math. I've got boobs. Um, sort of. <laughs> um, I'll be the boobs. It's fine. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Well, that's all of our questions. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, thank you guys again so much for submitting them, for leaving reviews, etc. Please continue to leave us reviews if you enjoy the podcast. Yeah, uh, it helps us be really seen by us others. So yeah. yeah, it helps, helps us so us- much. We appreciate and we it. We love reading them. Love reading we really them. Really do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially the funny ones and yeah. the sweet ones. Yes. <laughs> So, Robin, what is stirring your cauldron right now? Thank you so much for asking. No problem. It's mullen season, baby! Um, (laughs) I am obsessed with mullen. If you know anything about me, I'm a mullen girl. Okay. Mullen's Uh, great. Not only is mullen great, but in a practice like what I have, which is all like death and ghosts and ghoulies and spirit based, right? Um, Mullen is like my best friend and so it's mullen season which means i have been cutting mullen i'm going to be making mullen candles tomorrow i'm actually working on a tutorial for the patreon on how to make mullen candles how to use them etc 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 um i did a plan study on it because i just started a plan study because i thought your plan study was a really great and i was like let's see now let's do the same thing but let's make it dead <laughs> Um, so we're doing all death plans for mine, but it's mullen season. So, you know, your girl's got grave dirt replacement. Your girl's got freaking mullen candles come in <laughs> everything. I love mullen. So my mullen has been drying for a week and it, I was just feeling it. Cause like as mullen dries, cause it's so water filled mm-hmm. when it's upside down, it will like slowly get hard all the way down. Mm-hmm. And there's like a quarter to an half an inch of like floppy mullen left which means that it is dry enough to start making candles with so i'm so stoked that's amazing i still can't find any near me i think the bad it's been raining terrible here well Um, maybe if you're lucky i'll send you a mullen candle that would be great thanks if you're lucky that would be great (laughs) i love mullen i love working with it me too i mean i know it's like technically a weed but i love it all of the best plants are like weeds because you have like golden rod and there's nettle i mean nettle's a weed um people are weed haters I, I think the majority of the plants that I use in my practice are weeds that I've gathered from my backyard. <laughs> the HOA loves me. Let's just say that. <laughs> so, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? well let me tell you (laughs) so i just i feel like 
don't know. I know that we're coming off a pandemic, a lot of like crazy society government stuff is happening, but I feel like everything is so much quieter in the community this year. I don't know if that's just me and my side of the community, because I've been quieter this year, like at least lately, like I've been doing more stuff outside rather than on my phone but i feel like in general like the witch community is very quiet i don't they were like all just exhausted by social media i'm burnt out by social media so i can only imagine that it's uh at least a i want to believe it's a community widespread problem (laughs) it's not just me i mean good a lot of great books have came out this year and Mm -hmm. are continuing to come out but i don't feel like it's at the volume as what it has been the past few years but i know like a lot of book people are still struggling with um you know supply issues and stuff like that and i don't know it's just so quiet like i feel you know, like how the 90s had that whole like witch, you know, like we went through that whole thing where, you know, everyone and their mom was a witch because of practical magic, the craft and stuff like that. And now we're like leaving that season again where it's like falling out of popularity. Like it's no longer, you oh, know, yeah. the hip thing to do. Like all of a sudden, like, you know, no one's into it as much as what they were. So we're going to see like a lot of people leaving the community. I mean, you know, we... We have witch season coming up, so obviously there's going to be an influx. But it's definitely not at how it was. And I don't know, it's just a little sad. And I do think the big problem is with social media and how, like, it was so easy, like, when Robin and I first started to meet new people and to discover new people. And now it's hard. Like even on TikTok, on TikTok, you'll have the same people showing up on your feed repeatedly because of, you know, even on your for you page. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's just, it's just a little sad. I like the whole like building up a community and I wish we can get that back, but we all have to ebb and flow. And I guess the community does too, but it's a little sad. It is. If you just joined us this week, every single week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. These are things that we have found organically and are not advertisements. So that being said, Miss Maria of my life, who are you loving this week? So it's actually a book this time, and it's Backyard Garden Witchery by Laura Woodward. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read Kitchen, she also did a book called Kitchen Witchery. It's like kind of like a companion book to it. And it's just a very cute book. And it's, I know a lot of people, especially on our Discord, asked about like creating an outdoor altar space. And this mm-hmm. kind of like you make your garden your altar. Like you put like certain things out there, including like, um, not just like plants but things that correspond to certain things within you know witchcraft and also like adding plants that correspond to the intentions that you want to set within your garden and basically your garden becomes your outdoor altar space as i already said but it's just a really cute book and it's like half of the book is actually correspondences and i love a good correspondence book so like 10 out of 10 like really good and as I said, it's a great companion book to Kitchen Witchery. So I recommend getting both. 
because if one correspondence isn't in one book, it's in the other. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping she does. a. I thought when she was posting stuff, hinting at this book that she was going to do a house kind of like Ooh, one. I know. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. she does that next to kind of like add like a home and hearth one. That would be really good. Um, but she's a fantastic author. Highly recommend. Yeah. So, how about you? Love you that. Well, this will surprise no one. I've picked pottery again. <laughs> um, I found this person, Heidi Kenny. She goes by My Paper Crane. She does this pottery. Uh, when I tell you, I have no freaking idea how she does this. It's so <laughs> detailed and so beautiful. All I can think is it must be like, like, um, uh, like transfers, like pottery mm-hmm. transfers to get this level of detail. You know what I mean? They're so cute. They're so cute. She does a lot of stuff like bugs and ghosts and stuff like that. She has been working on her Halloween stuff that's so <gasps> fucking cute. I see the Halloween I know. Does she just so want to die? Back, like last month, I found her because she did a mug that was like ghosts playing in like, like flowers. And it's so freaking cute. It's like so the vintage, cute. like the vintage Halloween stuff. Yes, very like rubber band feeling without like feeling racist at the same time, if that makes yeah. sense. It feels like over the garden wall or yeah. like things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like adventure time, very like it's giving like if um adventure time was like done in like nineteen fifty three. Yeah, like, in terms of like the color palette, you know what I mean. I really like it a lot. I think it's so freaking cute. I want her stuff. Same. I want it. She got one of like ladybugs dressed up as like a robber and a witch, and they're eating Cheez-Its. It's so cute. I love it. I love random stuff like that. That's really I know, cute. Me too. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. We will hope we will hopefully see you again on Friday, August 5th for our 14th episode of season three, which we will be having a special guest to discuss things with. You can keep an eye out on our Instagrams and on our Twitter. You can follow us there at Coffee and Cauldrons Pod or well, that's on Instagram or Coffee Cauldrons on Twitter, or you can just go to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com to find all of our socials. And you can even join us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer some questions, some of your questions in our part two next time. If you've been loving Coffee and Cauldrons, please, please, please take a moment to review us on Apple Podcasts and even Spotify. Can they they even review us on iHeartRadio now? Oh yeah, I just added us to iHeartRadio. I don't know if it has a review section, actually. But yeah, oh yeah, we're on Amazon Music now and we're on iHeartRadio now. Uh, so those are all both new things. I don't know if they've got reviews, but maybe they do. If you <laughs> so if you can, there, let us know. That would be amazing. <laughs> you get to hear our lovely, sexy, sensual, just amazing voices for an additional 30-ish minute episode for being on our Patreon, Casting Tear and Up. So again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from At a Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from At Maria the Arcane on Instagram. You ready? Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> One, One, 
Two, two, three, three. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>